I'm your host, Matt Bergman, and welcome to this episode of From the Hawk's Nest. Today, my guest is Dr. Wendell Motter, Emeritus Professor of History here at Quincy University. And Wendell taught history at QU for almost 30 years. Uh, prior to that, he taught at several other colleges and uh, universities before coming to what was then Quincy College. Wendell is married to Jessica, who taught courses in the English department, speech classes, and Tai Chi classes here at QU. In today's episode, we're going to talk with Wendell about why it's important for us to look back and examine the events in history. So, Wendell, thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks very much for inviting me. Let's start with how you arrived at Quincy College back then, and, and how, did you, how did you figure out there was even a job opening here? <laughs> well, you know, I graduated from uh, Marquette with a Ph.D., and you looked at the various professional journals in those days for jobs, and I happened to see it and apply, and luckily I got hired. <laughs> And the rest is history. History, that's right. <laughs> well, we know you taught history, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about some of the specific courses that you love to teach and uh, some of the different um, things you did while you were here? Well, uh, in the history department at QU, uh, I was basically the rest of the world. I mean, we had Americanists who taught American history, but I was everything else. So I taught uh, world history and Western Civ and then all kinds of courses in, in Europe, modern Britain, modern France, and uh, World War II and just about everything else, including uh, ancient Greece and Rome. Wow. What Do you have a favorite out of all those? Well, I, I think uh, probably my two favorites might be the World War II course, uh, the Holocaust, and the uh, ancient Greece and Rome. I think those would be my, my three favorite ones. And I'm sure during those 30 years you were involved in other things on campus. Yeah, I was the uh, Phi Alpha Theta uh, advisor for many years. And um, uh, I also organized a whole bunch of panels on particular topics like um, the Gulf War almost 30 years ago, the Bosnian War, various uh, topics on the Holocaust. So, and I uh, did a whole number of town and gown presentations and did a lot of polices here at North Campus sure. over the years. So you, in that span of time, I'm sure you have some favorite memories you could share with us about QU. Yeah, I think probably my, my favorite memories would be uh, probably the ones with the, the students. Um, we had some really great history majors in my day, and, and to take them as a freshman and to see them as a, in the, as a senior, because I did the senior seminar for many years, and to see them grow and develop uh, their reading and writing and critical thinking skills, it, just, it was amazing. And I guess my other great memory was would be the people I worked with, particularly in the history and political science department, a great bunch of people. So I think those are the things that stay with me. Sure. And I'm sure our listeners might remember some of those names. I, I, I probably could come up with some, but, but you could probably rattle off a few more of those great colleagues. Well, certainly uh, Dave Costigan, who was here, I think, in, came in 1957. Yes. <laughs> and still around at nine. Uh, he'll be 91, I think, in March. And then uh, Father Ken Capalbo was here for many years, Aaron Pembleton, and then, um, you know, John Colts, who, who had been here for a long time, but he, he's left. And uh, certainly um, uh, Justin Coffey, who's here right now, and Megan Bacardi, just wonderful people. Bill Postiglione in, in uh, political science, and Brian Borlas, and Neil Wright, who's, who's here now. So just a great gr uh, bunch of people on the second floor of Francis Hall. Yeah, so many wonderful names and people with a lo really a long tenure. A lot of those people, yeah. they weren't just here one or two years. They were here and served the university for a number of years. Absolutely, yeah. Really 
uh, sort of institutional memories of the institution. Yes, that's one of the uh, great things about QU, I think, is our, uh, you know, professors and, and lecturers that have been around and doing that the job for a long, long time. So. Yeah, in fact, some of us have been here so long that we have the sons and daughters of the students <laughs> we had in the beginning. Well, and that, that's got to be a, fu- a kind of a fun feeling. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Teaching generations. Yeah. Well, let's take a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to talk with Wendell about his recent series of talks about World War II. Stay with us. You're listening to From the Hawk's Nest. QU Hawk fans never have to miss a game. QU Hawk games are live and on demand at the GLVC Sports Network, completely free of charge. To watch a game, visit QUHawks.com, click on the Media tab, then select the GLVC Sports Network. The GLVC Sports Network is available on both your desktop and mobile devices, as well as four over-the-top platforms, including Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV, and Apple TV. For game schedules and the latest news, visit QUHawks.com and follow Quincy University Hawks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And welcome back to From the Hawks Nest. Today we're talking with Dr. Wendell Motter, Emeritus Professor of History here at Quincy University. And Wendell, tell us a little bit about how you got started in your love of history. Well, you know, there are certain people who know what they want to do from little time, you know, when you're little kids, and other people who, you know, I've seen a lot of students in college, they don't know what they want to major in. But I definitely was one of those people who loved history from the time I was a, a little kid. I think I got my first history book at seven or eight years old. And I remember my, my dad always telling me, you know, everything, something came up from the past. He'd say, well, look it up. Let's look it up. And that got me into the encyclopedia, and pretty soon that got me into other things in the encyclopedia and wanting to know more. So uh, my love of history goes way back for me. Why do you think it's important for us to look back and examine events in history? Well, I, you know, I know there's, there's the old idea about, uh, you know, George Santayana about history repeating itself, which I think it, it, it never does exactly because everything is always different. But you know, I think it was Mark Twain who said it doesn't repeat, but it rhymes history. And I think there's certainly some things we can look back to and, and see uh, what human beings are capable of doing, you know, because this isn't the first time, for example, the, the current pandemic. This isn't the first pandemic in world history. So societies had dealt with that before. So looking to see how societies dealt with that before is, can help us learn something. Uh, I think since human nature never really changes very much, I think we can also see what human beings are capable of, what they have done, good and bad. I really think um, all of us, uh, as I was saying, uh, Joe Messina, who's a good friend of mine and an English professor here for for decades, said we're all historical persons recently. I think he's right, because we all have uh, parents and grandparents and great-grandparents, and all the things that they did in their life really help prepare for who we are today. So really, you can't go forward unless you sort of have a good look in the past there to see who you are and what you're capable of and where you might go in the future. And I think your example about the pandemic is such a great one because it's been interesting to go out and read articles about past pandemics mm-hmm. and to see what people have done or didn't do and, and how things turned out. And um, I think that's very fascinating. 
Yeah, one thing fascinating that uh, this uh, about the pandemic 100 years ago, you know, the Spanish flu one, um, pe- there were people at the time who didn't want to wear masks. I mean, they were protesting against that. So that's, that's not something new. So that's interesting to learn when you're dealing with this idea about today and how to cope with it today to know how people felt about in the past about, you know, mitigation measures against the pandemic. Yeah, the more they... Uh, change the more they stay the same. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, obviously, you you have a, a strong interest in World War II. Tell us about when that began. Well, it it probably began when I was a kid because my dad was a World War II vet, and I had an uncle also in the Second World War. And it it's not that my my dad talked about it a lot. At least not for at least thirty years after World War II did he even begin to talk about, um, you know, what he had gone through. But he had stayed in the reserve, so you know that that whole sort of military issue was always there in our family. And uh, for some reason, uh, and there were a lot of other World War II vets around, so you would hear it. And we had a president who was a World War II vet, Eisenhower, and in fact, John F. Kennedy was a World War II vet, and Lyndon Johnson served. And so you know, this was always around, and I, I I've always loved that that era, uh, just because I knew so many people who had lived through it. Recently, you started giving talks at the Quincy Public Library entitled Faces of the Second World War. Why did you choose to tell the story of the war in that way? Well, uh, I wanted to sort of look at the different aspects. Uh, um, one, um, one way we're going to look at it is, in fact, I've done a couple already, and I've got uh, four more to go there. Uh, one is to look at diplomats and how uh, diplomats help gain allies or and then how allies, you know, help you win a war. Another one is on women. That's that's coming up in March. And women's roles at home and on the battlefront. Um, and then look at things like uh, bombing, you know, those who carried out the bombing, but also those who <laughs> were bombed and how do they felt about it. So I wanted to look at, uh, another one was on combat, the soldier experience. So I wanted to look at different aspects about how World War II helped shape people everywhere uh, on, the, on the battlefronts, but also on the home fronts. Uh, and all of the people, stories that you've talked about and, and researched, which one has impacted you the most? Well, you know, that's a really difficult question because, you know, every time you go into World War II, it's almost like a bottomless pit. I mean, there's <laughs> so much there. I mean, you can make an argument that, that World War II, certainly in the modern era, is the single most important global thing that ever happened and so it's it's really hard and i think in, you know if you if you look at for example the holocaust and the just terrible stories that that come out of that and if you look at this idea idea about bombing and you 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 feel for the people in in japan and tokyo who are firebombed um and yet you feel for the for the soldiers who carried out some of these things because they all they wanted to do for example the the people involved in the firebombing, all they wanted to do was just, you know, get the war over with and go home and get on with their lives. So they just were doing their duty. So it's, it's really hard to pick one out, but there's so many. There's, and that's why I want to tell the story, because there's so many really interesting and important stories. Well, if you're looking at potential students that are interested in becoming historians, what kind of advice would you have for them in today's world? Well, I, I think... Uh, if I can sort of sell the history major here. <laughs> so yes, I'm a, please do. Uh, a, a hist- historian. Um, I think history is so important because it, it allows you to really 
look at a wide range of human experiences. I mean, if you're interested in human beings, if you think human beings are interested, interesting, be a historian because that's the, it's the story of human beings and what they have done and, and uh, their, their capabilities and their interests. And, and it's really the story of, of how we came to be. Um, and I think history can allow you to use all your skills, reading, writing, critical thinking, even skills of imagination, because you have to put yourself into the lives of people who lived in the past. And that, that helps you not just understand them, but maybe even helps you understand yourself. So I would really encourage people to, to be a, a historian and to use all those skills and your imagination and to sort of find a way to look at life, and it really will change you. I think it really changes the way you, you look at everything in life if you're a historian. Well, Wendell, before we wrap up today, is there any, any topic we didn't discuss, anything you want to share with us about the world of history? Well, I, all I would suggest is uh, if you're interested in the Second World War, um, at Quincy Public Library, I'm uh, doing these series. And if you're interested particularly uh, in an event that's coming up uh, uh, 80 years ago, and, and that is the start of the Pacific War. I'm going to be giving a talk at, uh, at QU at 8 o'clock uh, this coming Wednesday. So if you're interested in these kinds of events, uh, I'd love to have you there and, and talk about that with you. Wonderful. There's really so much we can learn from, from uh, coming to a talk like that or, or, or um, the ones you're doing at the library. I think that's a, a great community service you're providing. So thank you for that. Well, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. My thanks to Wendell, um, Dr. Wendell Motter for being our guest today on the show. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of From the Hawk's Nest, where we hear from Franciscan friars, faculty members, students, and alumni about their QU journey. I'm Matt Bergman, and it's always a great day to be a hawk. <laughs>